You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are continuing our international series today, and uh, we're heading back to Asia, but actually we're hmm. still in the States. Um, we yes. are, and our guest is <laughs> in the States today. Looking forward to sharing the story with you. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us this morning, the Reverend Dr. Tom Park. Is preparing to serve the Lord in Asia. Dr. Park, thanks so much for being our guest on the Coffee Hour. Thank you for having me here. It's always a joy and a delight to get to meet our international partners who will be serving abroad. And you're currently still in the States preparing to deploy and looking at what that will even look like serving <laughs> in Asia. Before we even get into how you might potentially serve in the future, what led you to consider serving internationally? Uh, God used this situation that we are facing right now, COVID-19. I actually was teaching at Concordia University in Irvine as a theology professor. But because of COVID, because of the financial issues at the university, I was let go from that position. And, and God opened the door for me to serve as a, as a missionary in, in, in Asia. So you have, have quite an extensive background, uh, even before receiving this call to become a missionary. Tell us about, about your education as a theologian. So my journey began in the state of Washington. I didn't mean to go to a Lutheran high school, but God <laughs> opened up the opportunities for me to attend a Lutheran high school. I went to a Wells Lutheran high school in that area in Washington. And my teachers and, and the family that I was staying with, they were encouraging me to go into the ministry. So in high school, I started to take Latin and German. Those were the prerequisites to become a Wells pastor. So I started to take those languages and I loved them. And, and also God led me to uh, Martin Luther College in Nuwam, Minnesota. That's the preparatory school for pastors for Wells. So I attended Martin Luther College. And after that, went to Wisconsin Lutheran Seminary in Mequon, Wisconsin. And, and my vicarage was in Stillwater, Minnesota and Woodville, Wisconsin. There I work with various groups, work with the Hmong people and also campus ministry. And after that, I returned to the seminary and finished and I was assigned to a Lutheran high school in Watertown, South Dakota. And I was there for a year. And after that, I took some time off from the ministry, worked at Hat Price Books, and also elevator motor making factory, and also worked at the organ pipe making shop. Oh. And then after that, I began my studies at Concordia Theological Seminary in Fort Wayne to pursue PhD in missiology degree. And I was there for close to three years. Meanwhile, I became LCMS and I was assigned to a congregation in, in Moorhead, Minnesota, our Redeemer Lutheran Church in uh, Moorhead, Minnesota. And there I work with college students. 
as a college campus minister. And then after that, I received a call to serve the Hmong people in St. Paul, Minnesota, Bethlehem Lutheran Church. And I was learning the language and, and also God directed my path and I became the senior pastor of that congregation. And then after that, I received the call to teach at Concordia U University, Irvine, and I taught there for four years. So this has been quite a path, quite yeah. a, a, a journey. And it sounds like there were a variety of experiences along the way as well. Studying theology to some really hands-on careers for a while as well with uh, some very technical Organ aspects. Yeah, sounds really great. <laughs> how do all of these things, it, how do the each of these pieces along the way, how do you see them um, shaping and impacting uh, the service that the Lord has given you to now? even to yeah, building elevator engines or the, the motors for elevators or pipe organs, mm -hmm. things like that, working in or, or selling books. How have all those things uh, contributed to what you're preparing for now? Those experiences help me to see that people are going through real issues, real problems. And by going through those experiences, I think I can talk to them from the first person perspective and also to share the gospel with them that that God is working in their lives and God is using them in their vocations to to serve others and God so those experiences really help me to look at theology not as some kind of abstract idea but something that we can live with apply it in our daily lives. Tell us about your studies in the, the missiology program. What are things that one studies in missiology? Missiology helped me to uh, look at the culture and how one can approach the culture and uh, use it to proclaim the gospel and to communicate theology uh, to the people in that area. And I learned a lot about that and which helped me serving the Hmong people in St. Paul, Minnesota. And I, I believe that learning languages are the key to reach out to the individuals that you, that people are serving. So there's a talk of myself going to Taiwan. So I have been learning Mandarin, but even if I am not deployed to that particular area, I think knowing Mandarin will be helpful to reach out to many different people in the U.S., Europe, Africa, and China as well. Mm -hmm. Tell us a little bit more about the Hmong people that you are able to serve in, in a, several different capacities. The Hmong came to the U.S., right after the Vietnam War and the conflict in Laos. There were refugees that came to the U.S. and uh, they had never seen winter before and mm. snow before. And many of them came to the Midwest and uh, they didn't understand what snow was and, and, and winter clo clothing and things like that they did not really have. So... Uh, many of our Lutheran congregations 
help the Hmong settle in Minnesota and Wisconsin. And working with those individuals, now, now um, Hmong are second and third and maybe fourth generation, and they, the younger ones are Americanized. So, and I really am glad to witness and work with the Hmong people because you can see the gospel working in, in their hearts. There's a pastor named Daniel Vang. He is a second generation Hmong. His father is a LCMS pastor and Daniel became a pastor as well. And now he is serving in Wisconsin at an American congregation. But it is good to see how he is working in various people's lives and Really, I was fortunate and honored to work with the Hmong and then they, they are just nice, nicest people that you can encounter. They can, they will go out of their way to, to help you and, and make you uh, feel at home. God bless those souls who move from somewhat tropical region to yeah, Minnesota. The, <laughs> the upper Midwest. That is a shock. What a, what a, what an awakening. Uh, Okay, so a, a trivia question just came to mind that <laughs> I, I think we, we all need to, to know is how many languages has Dr. Park studied? So we were trying to keep a tally here of how many languages you've studied. Pastor, can you set the record straight for us? How many <laughs> languages? Because you've referenced a few already. How many languages have you studied? If my count is right, I learned 11 uh, languages. Whoa, I was way off. Okay. Oh, so, twice what I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Can you list them for us? Yeah. So maybe my math might be not good, but I'll, I'll try my best. Okay. So a Korean, mm -hmm. English, yep. Chinese uh, writing scripts, ah. Japanese, Latin, wow. German, yep. Greek, uh -huh. Hebrew, mm -hmm. French, Thai. Mong is it? I don't know. I didn't count, but I, I hope that that's a pretty yeah. impressive list. Yeah, that's impressive. List. So wow. So if we ever need something translated, <laughs> we'll just call Pastor Park. <laughs> we have more to learn about how the Lord has given the Reverend Dr. Tom Park to serve in Asia. We'll continue the conversation on the Coffee Hour here in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to the Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. Today we're talking with the Reverend Dr. Tom Park, preparing to serve the Lord in Asia. I've enjoyed the, the story so far and learning about how the, the Lord has formed you and shaped you into the pastor and missionary that you are. Let's talk about where you are right now. You're traveling the States, correct, in, in network support. Tell us about that process. I received a call 
and and he accepted the call on August 15th and I've been traveling a little bit, but I have to uh, tell you how Gary Tees has been instrumental in, in helping missionaries raise funds. And I'm so thankful for him and his fervor, his passion for the Lord. And I was able to meet Gary for the first time. And it was like a meet, meeting of another family member. And it was such a joy to meet him and then talk to him. And I have gone to a congregation in South Dakota and I'll be traveling more within California and also going to Illinois in December. Mm -hmm. What does that, that support network support raising process look like for you and for the other missionaries that are, are currently doing that? You look at it, it, it might be daunting or really difficult <laughs> to do. However, as I mentioned about Gary, people like Gary and also other individuals that care for the work of the Lord, I, I have been pleasantly surprised uh, by how God used individuals to use their resources to support missionaries. And I was touched by this congregation, First Lutheran Church in Manhattan Beach, California. I was able to speak there last week and the members wanting to know more about the work in Asia uh, really touched my heart. And it is good to uh, hear about different questions and uh, curiosity about how God is moving around the world. And even in this time of uncertainty, it is actually turning people to Christ who is the only important cornerstone that we have in our lives. And so that's really uh, wonderful to see that how people are uh, looking to the work of the Lord and in, in a way investing in that work right now. At this stage, it's still kind of uh, undetermined precisely where you'll be serving in Asia, but we know that the Lord has likely given you to serve in Asia. What is it like um, trying to prepare for that, not knowing exactly where you'll be serving? <laughs> I am continue to uh, learn Mandarin. Wherever mm -hmm. I go, I will be using that language. And I'm, I have started an MBA program when I was, was in between the calls. So I'm working on the MBA program to enrich myself, to use my gifts to serve the Lord in different capacity. And if I were to start a school or work at a university, I think having an MBA degree will help me to understand the logistics of the work. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to keep myself busy, network building, learning the language, and also pursuing the MBA program. What was that? What has missionary formation been like with the orientation and learning all of those things that are unique to to being? It was great to uh, meet with other missionaries, and even though we are all going to different areas in the world. Somehow we, we clicked and uh, it was really uh, great to get to know one another 
and talking to one another about our our experiences now and also our work in the future. So it was wonderful to get together with other missionaries and our OIM staff are just wonderful individuals. I, I have to say here on the record that Kendall Colwright, I have known him since he was a little boy. Maybe <laughs> he was in his sixth grade and I got to know him and I became part of his family as well. So, and Kendall's father became a missionary to Europe. And I am, I'm honored to, in a way, following the footsteps of Charles Colwright, that's Kendall's father. So I'm really honored to follow his footsteps and, and learn from him. And actually he was my professor at Martin Luther College. Hmm. Wow. It's uh, when you're a Lutheran, <laughs> you know such people. a small world sometimes. We've talked about that formation or that, that orientation for missionaries and the just the chance to meet other missionaries who are kind of in the, the same situation as you in terms of network support and preparing to go out. You mentioned that you all will be serving in, in different places, but you'll still be connected and having that support of other missionaries as well who understand what it's like to be a missionary and some of the challenges, especially when they're at the same stage in their life as missionaries as you. I'm sure having that support is important. You mentioned going out to different places. We don't quite know exactly where you're going, where you're going to be serving, but most likely in Asia. What do you think would be some of the joys of serving in Asia? What might be some of the challenges of serving in Asia? And I know that really depends on where you specifically land, but in general, what do you think might be some of the joys and what might be some of the challenges? Going to Asia uh, will be an exciting opportunity because many of the people had not heard about Christ. And the, the, the field is uh, wide open for us to share the gospel. So I'm looking forward to that. And also as a, a professor of theology at Concordia University, I was able to teach first year students and many of them were not Christians. So I had a little bit of experience uh, teaching people who were not Christians and did not have any idea about the Bible or Christian theology. So I'll be able to use my experience to share the gospel with the people in Asia. And another uh, challenging thing will be that I, I have been living in the States since 1992. So I have become essentially an American and um, going back to Asia will take some time for me to adjust to the lifestyle there and also to focus on honor-shame culture. So, Can you unpack that a little bit more? I think we've talked about it maybe a few times in, in the differences between our American culture and Asian culture, but unpack that a little bit more because that does make a huge difference in, uh, in how uh, our missionaries serve in Asia. Americans uh, in America, most of the people operate under guilt and innocent paradigm. And many of our laws are founded on that principle. But many people from Asia and Africa, actually, essentially the rest of the world, um, they follow this 
paradigm called the honor shame culture. And when you are interacting with the group and in situation, you want to decide to act and then talk so that you don't bring dishonor to your uh, particular group. For instance, if you are a Lutheran pastor, that you don't want to bring shame to, to your congregation. And also the members, even if they know that the pastor is doing something wrong, they are not going to uh, confront him. Actually, sometimes they would make excuses for that pastor's behavior and actions. So sometimes it is hard to read what people are actually thinking because they really do not want to offend you. So they do not tell you the truth. So as a missionary, you need to uh, listen carefully, closely to understand the silence, the communications through silence and in a way to read between the lines. I think that that will be uh, crucial to understand the work in Asia and, and the people of Asia. Dr. Park, how can we stay informed about how the Lord has given you to serve? How can we you know, stay up on updates and know where you're traveling? Those types of things. I'll be sending out uh, newsletters to update my friends and, and uh, colleagues and also the donors. And then I, I use Facebook. I don't post too many things, but as a missionary, I guess I have to update and put some pictures for people to. So, and then maybe have to venture into Instagram. I have never used it before. So that might be, might be another avenue to reach out to others. Thank you for sharing that with us today and sharing your story. Our guest today, the Reverend Dr. Tom Park, preparing to serve the Lord in Asia. Dr. Park, thanks so much for being our guest on The Coffee Hour. Thank you so much for having me. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support The Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you. Anytime. Anywhere. Anywhere.